August 28, 2021. It's for Pedro Show.
and the Gulf states, which are being battered by storms. Joe has seen and talked with the farmers in Iowa, whose entire crops have been destroyed because of floods. And so Joe believes, again, in science. I'll tell you something, Susan. I served when I first got to the Senate on the committee that's responsible for the environment. You know this administration took the word science off the website? The environment. You know this administration took the word science off the website? And then took the phrase climate change off the website? And then took the phrase climate change off the website. This, we have seen a pattern with this administration, which is they don't believe in science. This, we have seen a pattern with this administration, which is they don't believe in science. Donald Trump, when asked about the wildfires in California, and, and the question was, you know, the scientists telling us, you know, Donald Trump science doesn't know. What for Pedro Show? Happy Saturday, last one of August. Uh, started with uh, every time we say goodbye. John Cotrain live November 20, 1961. Then Jamie Branch, The World is on Fire, You Gotta Vote, which is not just a good title, but a good uh, credo. I like that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> because of those Estonian uh, software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me Jamie Branch. Welcome aboard. What's up, Bot? How you doing? Yeah, and where are you talking to me from, Brooklyn? Uh, I'm in Brooklyn, New York, yep. Okay. I want to, I love this music you sent me, you know, and so I, I want to learn about your journey. Uh, c- can you please bring your earliest musical memory? Um, I uh, I have this memory that I think is a, a double memory of what may have been and what I saw in a photograph. And I'll explain that in a second. Like, I remember listening to my older brother play the piano. He's like 10 years older than me. I just remember being like, that's when I feel like I came online with music. And for some reason in my memory, I'm wearing a bunny suit. But I think that's because there's a photograph of me in a bunny suit at a piano that I have now (laughs) added to my... So this pad you grew uh, up in, they they had a piano because your brother was playing it. Yep, a baby grand. And Mm -hmm. did you you ever jump on it? I did, like right away. And did you go through the lessons thing? Yeah, I learned by ear at first. And then when I was about six, I started taking uh, like lesson lessons. Jamie, how was the experience for you? Uh, it was like it was like everything for me. I, yeah, I was I was all about it. Yeah, because uh-huh. I've had uh, guests on the show. It almost made me want to quit music. Some horrible experience. <laughs> to... That's later. That's later on, maybe <laughs> when I was like real little. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it might have something to do with the teacher too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Some people Absolutely. maybe it's the wrong gig. <laughs> it should be. Yeah, there needs to be a, a kindness to it, you know. Right, right, right. How do you motivate? Yeah, the beating. My pop learned in the navy. Uh, the beatings will continue till mo- morale improves or something. Yeah, right. Okay. What about uh, first record you bought with your own money? 
Uh, it was Nirvana, Nevermind, and Green Day Dookie in the same day. Whoa, okay. <laughs> guitar music. And what, what about guitar the, music, big time. Right, well, music's music. Uh, yeah. What about, in fact, how many lead guitar solos sound like trumpet solos? <laughs> yeah. But, but what about the first gig you went and saw, Jamie? Uh, the first big gig I went and saw was uh, Stone Temple Pilots with um, Local H. Okay. It was like, besides like little little concerts here and there. Okay. And let me ask you about school. Were you in the uh, choir or the marching band or shit like that? We didn't have a marching band in my school, and I feel like that was probably a lucky thing for me. Uh, <laughs> a, lo a lot of my homies that had marching band, it was like required yeah. that they do it. And that's the sort of shit I think that really kills burns people out on music or like kills the spirit uh so no i wasn't in the, I, but i was in concert band and then later on i was in orchestra and jazz band too you know i'm gonna guess it was a trumpet it was a trumpet from the start <laughs> yep so <laughs> now now you said you know the first thing that you know the gateway drug to music was your brother's piano playing but what made you yep. want to get on the trumpet so I'm like nine years old and we had just moved from Long Island to the burbs of Chicago. And it was the year I had, I had it in my head. I was going to play upright bass. I actually yeah. wanted to be a bass player, <laughs> I, <laughs> but the school I moved to didn't have an orchestra. It was too small for that. So like yeah. we, uh, I, it was saxophone or trumpet. And, um, I like spilled my dad's red wine all over the saxophone sheet and I chose the trumpet. <laughs> 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 life, mm -hmm. life is trippy that way. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I heard that trumpet in the marching band is kind of hard anyway with a smaller mouthpiece. It's, it, it's strenuous. Yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of, um, and it builds your chops. I mean, in that, in that way, it's real good. But yeah, it's, well, it's I, I heard like uh, the bone or baritone horn or stuff but with a bigger mouthpiece, a little easier. But you know, yeah, I it's the embouchures, the muscles. They're so, you know, it's like real finite muscles. So okay. over time, whatever you know is easier. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, Like right sure. now, it would be way easier for me to play trumpet in a marching band than trombone. Because oh. I don't know how to really play trombone. Okay. <laughs> so bass clef. You, you would have been in bass clef territory. Uh, but when I'm thinking difficult, I'm thinking those big fucking wool suits they had to wear. Shit. <laughs> Summertime. Oh, my God. That's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, here in <laughs> Pedro High, where I went to school, we, we were called the Pirates, and I just, I could just imagine dressed up in these corny ass suits. But yeah, ambusher and muscles, and yeah, stuff's got to be protected. And uh, I read about Jackie McLean get punched by uh, Mr. Mangus and hurting his ambusher, but he mm. ended up playing with him a couple months later. <laughs> the power of junk, you know. Anyway, uh. Also, you don't really say no to Mingus necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, well, the story goes, supposedly, he's doing a solo. And Charlie Mingus is, you know, he's playing the bass. But he's talking to some people at a table over his solo. So that's what it, supposedly how the bridge got going. But yeah, yeah, you don't say no to Miss Mingus. Uh, what about uh, uh, after school, not, not, not graduate, but in the afternoon? Did you do the basement band, garage band, uh, bedroom band thing? Yeah, big time. I was in uh, lots of ska bands in high school. Ah, yeah, because 90s is the time, <laughs> finally, right? <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, and all the kids in the, the, the Rask <laughs> and Reeds can now be in rock and roll bands because of the ska. That's, yeah, that's that right. We did that traditional suburban third wave ska, you know? You know Talk what, though? When I, was a, when I was a teenager, it was 70s, okay? There was a lady right. on trumpet in Sly's band. Cindy, Hell right? Yeah. We uh, just lost her. Uh, Cynthia, I believe Cynthia Robinson. Cynthia, right. Yeah, she's a bad bad girl. Yeah. Almost a bad boy. <laughs> well, you know, uh, Sly had all kinds of stuff in his band, though. Um, yeah, magician. all kinds of stuff. To, yeah, all kinds of... Larry Graham, big influence on me with that bass guitar. So... Yeah. Now these ska bands, you joined them. They weren't your ska, ska bands, were they? Uh, I uh, yeah. So uh, this kid, this older kid, like saw me carrying my trumpet home from school and was like, "Can you play that?" <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I can. <laughs> okay. And he made me kind of audition on the spot, and so then I was in this band called Danny and the Ketchups. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there was a ska band out here called Mustard Plug. Oh, I know. That would have made a good uh, double bill, huh? Oh, they were like our heroes. Oh, you knew about them. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Skink and Pickle. I mean, and all Skink the time. Skink and Pickle. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did a bunch of uh, Warp Tours. A lot of the Warp Tours was during that uh, time. And I went to I was, a lot of those Warp Tours, yeah. And, uh, there was another fad, too. Uh, I shouldn't say that, but... Uh -huh. but, no, but, no, that's fair. I think. But, but like Swing, remember Swing? Swing came right after that. Right. In fact, this guy. Right. I, I met one of those guys a little later. He was dressed up New York Dolls. I said, "Well, what's okay. this about? What happened to your?" Uh... He said, "Mike, when the when Gap makes the ad, it's over." <laughs> it's true. I guess Kanye better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> so, how long were you? Who who in the ketchups? Danny. Danny and the cow. How long were you, were you with D Danny? Uh, we we were together until so I was the youngest, and so we were together like a good two years, and then kids started turning eighteen, yeah. and they could play clubs that I couldn't play. Oh, uh, yeah. And so, so there was kind of like you know it just kind of ended, but uh, but a good two two years, two plus years, you know. And did you ever get to tour with them? We I didn't tour with that band, but then. The next, like, I had some other stuff in there, but the next kind of bigger one that I was in was called The Indecisives. Only bigger in that we actually were organized enough to play out <laughs> regularly, you know. Uh, <laughs> it was called The Indecisives, and I, I toured with them quite a bit. Whoa, okay. D did you end up writing stuff? In The Indecisives, I mostly played horn parts, but then the next incarnation was called Tusker, and I wrote, definitely wrote music for Tusker. Yeah, because, you, you know, in your bio, you put composer first. I like that, man. Oh, yeah? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's composer, trumpet, and now singer. <laughs> because, uh, I guess that's a, a recent thing that you brought into the your music trip. But uh, look, I want to play uh, Lost Boys Underwater. All right, word. Okay. We will also re-enter the climate agreement with time. I lead our country over the course of the next four years on what is an existential threat to us as human beings. Joe is about saying we're going to invest that in renewable energy. This is going to be Say that the United States of America not only recognizes our role in creating this problem, 
We embrace our responsibility to do something about it. Over the last seven years, we've made ambitious investments in clean energy and ambitious reductions in our carbon emissions. We've multiplied wind power threefold, solar power more than 20-fold, helping create parts of America where these clean power sources are finally cheaper than dirtier conventional power. We've invested in energy efficiency in every way imagined. We've said no to infrastructure that would pull high-carbon fossil fuels from the ground. And we've said yes to the first ever set of national standards, limiting the amount of carbon pollution our power plants can release into the sky. The advances we've made have helped drive our economic output to all-time highs, and drive our carbon pollution to its lowest levels in nearly two decades. Work in concert with one another. And that should give us hope. One of the enemies that we'll be fighting at this conference is cynicism. The notion we can't do anything about climate change. Six years ago in Copenhagen, we will reduce our carbon emissions in the range of 17% below 2005 levels by 2020. I announce the withdrawal of the United States from the horrible, costly, one-sided Paris Climate Accord. We can show the world what is possible when we come together, united in common effort and by a common purpose. And let there be no doubt, the next generation is watching what we do. Climate change. Global warming is an existential threat to humanity. We have a moral obligation to deal with it. And we're told by all the leading scientists in the world, we don't have much time. We're going to pass the point of no return within the next eight to ten years. Four more years of this man eliminating all the regulations that were put in by us to clean up the climate, to clean up, to limit the, the uh, limit of emissions, will put us in a position where we're going to be in real trouble. For I believe, in the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., that there is such a thing as being too late. That there is such a thing as being too late. In the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., that there is such a thing as being too late. And when it comes to climate change, that hour is almost upon us. Change that hour is almost a month. 
Plot for Pedro Show. That chunky music star with Jamie Branch. Lost Boys Underwater. Not a good sitch. <laughs> Not a good sitch. Mold Omen from Baltimore after that with Fang Circles. Bad Blood August out of Germany with Interlude Supernatural. Sinky the Sailor from Samuel Lockward out of Iowa City. Totala from the Italian part of Switzerland. Metti Letita Nella Prezza. Saucer Ride with Hazel from Bombas Prendon, D.C. area. And then June of 87, Part 2 2 from Ray Shin. Finally, Jamie Brant's Fly or Die. Something live. <laughs> Nuevo Rockero Estereo. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so how long you, uh, Tusker what are you saying it's the same band level would they like ch change uh, up members or change up genre or what yeah exactly it was like a it was a smaller version it was like a six piece version of a ten piece band okay okay and it was called and it was a, Tusker. It, we were a little, we were a little older we were a little darker you know yeah right. <laughs> and, and Tusker so how long how, how long are you with Tusker and you you touring stuff with these people yeah, that went to about 2006 or so. Uh, so, you know, another, another, that one lasted a few years, I think. And you said you started um, writing your own parts. I was, I was writing parts and in a sense, but I started writing songs. Oh, ah, okay, writing, like, okay, tunes, okay. Right. Um, okay. That other people learn too. <laughs> yeah, can you remember the first song you wrote? I can't, I, I can remember, I wrote two, one when I was six, one when I was seven. Oh wow! I can't Way remember the name of the first one. Okay. But the name of the second one was "The Sky Ends in My Dreams," well, and uh, yeah, well, I think like, you know. <laughs> I wrote only one song as a teenager. I can remember uh, "Mr. Bass King Outer Space," and it's terrible. I can't remember the music, but I, I think the point of the lyrics was a, doing a bass solo that blew the rest of the band off. The, yeah, I had some issues. <laughs> Hierarchy. <laughs> well, bass. It was a lot different in the older days. Uh, a, lot, a lot more respect for bass players and drummers these days, which which I, I like. I like everybody. Everybody's got their their part. Hierarchy in, in music is stupid. Taking That's turns at, at roles, okay, but no hierarchy. Yeah. So, uh, um, what did, were you asked to bring in songs? No, I was just. You know, I had songs, so I brought them in. <laughs> and then you, like, here they are. What do you think? Is it here like they are. That? What do you okay. Think? And okay. Then we worked it out. You know, like I would have horn parts and maybe keyboard parts because I sometimes doubled on that, and then we would kind of write together. You know. Okay. You know. <laughs> well, you know, uh, when it was like this, uh, Lost Boys, Jamie Branch. That, that's like solo, right? That's fully solo, yeah. But that doesn't happen until a lot later, right? Yeah, that's recent. That's this past year. That's That was right around the 2020 election. That was for the 2020 election. That oh, wow. Blew it. That don't... suite of pieces with the gotta vote and that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So with Tusker, how, how, how long did that go? It went to about 2006 to I graduated college in 05. And then it lasted for a bit longer. I was dating a guitar player the whole time, and then we broke up, and then it was kind of... Oh, yeah, that, that, that always... <laughs> uh, uh, messes with the uh, dynamics of the band, right? Well, well, what about... it's okay, because it pushed me, like, full-on into free jazz, which is where I needed to be headed anyway, you know? Oh, okay. 
Okay. And, and, and you're talking about higher education after high school. Do you uh, take music, you know, to the university level and stuff? I went, yeah, I went out to Boston to New England Conservatory is the name and really fucking practiced a lot. Whoa. Okay. So good experience. <laughs> Yeah, good experience overall. I think academics and music, especially jazz education and music, is really flawed. And uh, I was lucky to be around a lot of good people. So, what, 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 what's, in your opinion, flaws? Well, for one, you have the race thing. You have a lot oh, of like yeah. these white men teaching black music with hardly any like uh, teachings about the history and the reverence. Or just not reverence, that's the wrong word, but the uh, respect of the tradition and the and the racial component of it, especially especially now, but especially at the beginning too, because I mean, jazz was like a maligned word, sure, you know, and now it's like getting codified into the academic institutions, and it's becoming like anything else. You can get a whole bunch of money from some rich white parents to put, you know, to give a degree to, and then you spit out a bunch of these robot type musicians, and you know. <laughs> Right, it's right. Not, not a good system. People right, the big life. joke. I remember this guy telling me, the big joke, the Thelonious Monk would have never won the Thelonious Monk contest. Not in a million years. <laughs> no. They wouldn't have let him in the building, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The humans are like this, right? They'll, they'll go and put it in the, in the glass box and so it can't be touched. And actually not, like you say, have no context. It's just some kind of... Right. Yeah, a, a, a thing you wear on your shirt sleeve. Yeah, right. Kind of, kind of weird. So I didn't mean to get into a negative thing there, but you got what you could out of it. And like you, like you said, you, yeah. you met people, right? You made good connects. I met great people, other musicians that were there, and also teachers. I had like real, like really, really amazing private teachers there. So it was a, it was a good thing. Yeah. Okay. And what, what do you do after that? Free jazz, right? Yeah, I went back to Chicago. I had taken some time off during college because I had thought maybe I didn't want to finish it, uh, and spent and was in Chicago. And then when I finished, I went, I went back. I finished and I came home back to Chicago, and I was there for like a long time after, like another you, almost eight years or so. When you were in Chicago, I mean, he's living out here now. But Jeff Parker, did you ever know him? Yeah. Okay, yes. the tortoise and that. that that's kind of a jazz thing, or well, oh, yeah. instrumental oh, music. Man, the 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 guys in Tortoise are good friends. Um, many of them are very good friends. Um, and a lot of them are in California now. <laughs> yeah, Johnny is there, and Jeff is there, and yeah. I'm not sure where McIntyre is, but he, he might was, be on there too. I think he went up to Portland, Oregon. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but you know, Jeff had a gig with my bass player and flyer die, Jason and Jimmy and over at Rodan, uh, uh, which was like a restaurant in Wicker Park, Chicago on Tuesdays. They had a, a gig every Tuesday with this amazing visual artist, Selena Trepp, who was married to Dan, or she's partners with Dan Bitney of Tortoise also. And so it was, uh, yeah, the whole crew was really around and like very much involved in the free jazz scene as well. Yeah, yeah. And Johnny, Johnny played those gigs a lot too when, when Nori couldn't. I got to do a uh, uh, Sun Ra song with him in uh, Bucky. Oh, hell yeah. Bucky Pope out of Madison, yeah. Which is where uh, Clyde Stubblefield ended up his last 
20, 30 years. He was playing a regular gig, like a Monday gig or something. Incredible drummer, man. So, okay. Uh, from Chicago, is that when you head to uh, Brooklyn, New York? Pretty much. I made a detour in Baltimore um, oh, okay. for a couple okay. of years. <laughs> that, well, they got some uh, exciting experimental people. Like I played some... Yeah. Uh, 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 Mold Omen, they're from uh, Baltimore. And, uh, there's a cat named yep. uh, Door, right? Uh, with uh, Network Glass. God, he makes some trippy-ass music. And, I'm not uh, hip, actually. I gotta take that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, these are guys uh, like sounds, you know? Right? Yeah. Like uh, they're using the tape recorder as an instrument more than instruments. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it's really interesting kind of stuff. Uh, makes Watt feel like a you know, whatever, ancient <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Berry or something, you know what I mean? It's funny, you, you think you're ahead in some kind of little movement, and then you, these other cats make you, whoa. That happened when I was, saw Sonic Youth, you know? Or Perubu, mm. yeah, yeah. It, it put, like you say, it put you in another gear and stuff. Uh, nothing more inspiring a, a musician can do for another one than to get him going, or her going. Yeah. Right, it's a wave, you know. Yeah, it keeps coming, and sometimes they're really great waves. <laughs> right, and, and what you were talking about before, trying to institute, put that in some kind of like regimented thing. Yeah, it's, it's a bummer. Kind of, it, yeah, it's phony. Yeah, yeah it's John, phony. John Coltrane said musicians were after some kind of truth, and they could tell when it's phony. Can uh, I ask you a question, Mike? Yeah. Um, ha have you always started the? the podcast with um john coltrane uh yeah all 20 years yeah okay that's what there, i've been checking it out a bit and noticing that there's just something about him uh his idea <laughs> yeah. about music being that straightforward just after truth yeah you know what i mean and, and all that stuff about styles and all that it don't mean anything if, you, if you're on that mission for the truth and uh, he helped me with that he, he always helps me to uh, we're at the right. end of the first hour, Jamie. Uh, August 28, 2021 edition. Watt from Pedro Show. Special guest, Jamie Branch. Hold tight for hour two. August 28, 2021. Second hour of Watt from Pedro Show. Well, we made it. <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Lester St. Louis on the cello. Jason and Jimmy and on the bass. Dr. Chad Taylor on the drums and And this is Fly or Die. <laughs> this one, this one goes out to all those assholes out there and all those clowns. You know who you are. Come on, Les.
Join me on this next one. You ready? Love song for assholes and clowns. Swirl, make you feel better, Switzerland. Come on. Let's go. out there so take care of each other love each other thank you guys so much
Watch for Pedro Show, start off second hour. Jimmy Branch, Fly or Die, Love Song Live. Fly or Die, is that the name of a work or a project name? Yeah, it's the name of the band. It's the name of the record and like kind of all the records so far. Okay. And it's the name of one of the songs on the first record. Sure, sure. Okay. So it's a kind of big umbrella, you know, and it's a great thing, right? Sink or swim, fly or die. I love it. Ben Salter after that from Tasmania, won't let you in. Rose, Rose, Rose and Steel, beneficiaries, Justice Yeldon. That's uh, Lucas Bella, nearby Sydney. And then Jimmy Branch with fly or die. Theme nothing. Some more live stuff. Uh, and where was this, uh, this, this gig? Oh, it was uh, in yeah, Zurich. In right? Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And what was the, the the pad? It's called Moods. Mm, moods. Okay. Yeah. Because I played there a bunch too, and I, I'm trying to think of the venue. So, uh, going into free jazz. Uh, well, composition. It's in the moment, right? Yeah. So, what's like? Obviously. Well, if there's more than one, it's one not a one lady performance. So you got an ensemble. You're trying to make a conversation, right? I mean, yeah, I think it's about listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Because I got a buddy, Nels Klein, he plays guitar and he does a lot of improv. Yeah. He's got all these pedals. I said, "What's your favorite pedal?" He goes, "The volume pedal." <laughs> I said, "Why?" He says, "Because you got to listen sometimes." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you know, I thought about that, and it made so much sense. Otherwise, it's Thank like you. everybody throwing horseshoes at each other, so you know, just hoping for a ringer. <laughs> so, but if you're listening to each other, you can actually, yeah, put together. So, I've asked other people this: is is enemy of improviser repetition? Say that again. The a- enemy of like free free improvisation, In- repetition. Because mm-hmm. I say this as a member of the rhythm section. Sure. I, I mean, I don't necessarily think so. I don't necessarily think so. I don't think repetition is the enemy. I think, uh, what's, what's the enemy? <laughs> uh, I don't think repetition is the enemy because rhythm is such an uh, integral part of it. For me, at least, the part of the music I'm making. Uh, you know, there's a lot of groove in there. So to, um, to repeat little motifs is okay, right? I think all of it's okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you know how humans are, though. They'll get into a shtick, right? And then it evolves its own rules. Like, I remember um, Sam Bennett was telling me of the uh, uh, New York Lower East Side thing with John Zorn, right? 80s. No blue mm-hmm. notes. <laughs> why why mm-hmm. no blue notes? <laughs> you know Why? <laughs> It's going to sound too much like Muddy Waters. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, Muddy Waters doesn't sound bad. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind like sounding like water, Muddy Waters at all. But no, you know what I'm saying? They want us to go for this certain kind of thing. So all the invention stops. We're, we're all, all being avant-garde, right? Which is kind of a military word, right? The advanced troops. Right. But it becomes the same old way. What's new about that? Or, yep. or, or free, <laughs> like like you use part of this word improvisation. You say free improvisation, right? Free jazz, as opposed to not free jazz, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't get too hung up on the terms, though, to be honest. Okay. Like, I try not to, because it's the music. It's like what we were saying before. It's music. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the music. Sure, um, sure. I, it's, it's me, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of involved with music and thinking out loud, Jamie. It ain't no fucking, it's a Watford Pedro show, so there's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we lost brother uh, Michael Evans. And I found this, you playing with uh, Thomas Helton at the yeah. part and response at the downtown music uh, gallery gallery. Right. 2017. Celebrating their 30 years this year. Wow. That's great. And this was yeah. from four years ago. So in honor of Michael, let's, let's.
Underground Music Gallery. It's a big deal.
Watch for Pedro Show at Chuck Music. Start off with Parton Response, live at the Downtown Music Gallery, June 4th, 2017. Thomas Helton, stand-up bass, Jamie Branch on trumpet, and Michael Evans on the drums. Big love to you, Michael Evans. Big love to you, Michael Evans. Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Evans. Right. And then Chicha Libre after that. Sonido Amazonico, Artificial Horizon. Riverboat Cabin. <laughs> this is a fun song. It, it almost sounds traditional. It's a punk rock song, right? Okay. <laughs> See, I was, okay, it is traditional. I love it. I love it, man. It, it's hard charger right out the gate. Louis Fang, after that, with uh, chanting of Tiema, uh, this pipa, this, uh, a lute from China. She's really good at it. And then finally, Branch Reardon Davis. With a song called Four. What's that about, Janie? That is, uh, that I would definitely say is free improvisation, <laughs> despite what I was saying before. That was me, Mark Reardon on drums, and Kevin Davis on cello playing at, I think, uh, it was, a, it was a, a house in Florida. I mean, I'm sorry, a house in D.C. called like 7-Eleven Florida or 9-Eleven Florida. This guy, Scott Barasha, used to do house shows Oh, yeah, because they got streets, uh, state names in uh, D.C. Yeah, yep. And, They're at the um, weird angle. Was... They're at 33-degree yeah. angles, man. You get on one of right. those, you can get lost easy. Because <laughs> the Freemasons, oh, yeah. uh, they had a design from uh, aerial view, even though they didn't have airplanes yet. <laughs> yeah, they love those triangles. Yeah. You think... <laughs> 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 so, so... 
this was just a get together? Uh, we did a tour. We did a tour as a trio. Is, that, is, is this the same cello man that's on your record? It's a different cello man. Okay, okay. Cello's incredible. Uh, it's it's bass clef, treble clef. Oh, my God. What a range. It's all, all the things. Yeah, it's It's incredible. rhythm section. It's soloist. It's all the things. Right, and then being in fifths. The, 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 right. uh, between the strings, the jumps are more drama. It's you know like a violin, but you can get way down there like bass. Yeah, it's the only thing that bums me about it is the way you got to play it between your legs like that. But that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I can't really stand to play the cello. Although I got a buddy named Rushad yeah. uh, Eggleston. This like he's a like prodigy cellist. Yeah, uh, you know, like uh, the classical coming up, da, 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 and he said nuts yeah. to all that, and he lives like out in the woods, and he makes this like elf goblin music, and he strums the cello, he wears it with a uh, what's it called, the neck strap, and yeah. he's holding it like a guitar. He's wow. doing all this, he, yeah. So he can jump around with the cello. Well, okay, <laughs> okay, reinvent it, man. That's what all this stuff's about. What it's all about. Like, yeah, yeah, to, uh, making it your own and, and thing. I mean. Uh, what tr what trumpet players did you look up to? First, Miles Davis. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, what Don about Cherry. Diz? Hmm? Diz. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I think uh, Miles really looked up to Diz. He knew he didn't have those chops, so he said, "I'm going to have the best guys in my band." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how Miles got to New York. He was searching for Dizzy and Charlie. Right, Parker. right, right. Juilliard. He also went to Juilliard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once a, I, I read the Quincy Troop book. It's a, it's a mind blow. It's, yeah, it's such a good book. <laughs> <laughs> like 14 different ways to say motherfucker. And then, you know, the motherfucker said, I said motherfucker too many motherfucking times. Yeah. <laughs> or when John Coltrane asked him about, how, you know, I can't stop playing. We'll take the motherfucking mouthpiece out the motherfucking <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then, like, I gave him the soprano, right? Uh, yeah, miles too much. Uh, and Diz, I think uh, DC at the Smithsonian, they got one of his horns all mm. bent up like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then we were talking about uh, Cynthia, you know, and Sly's band and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, but yeah, and then thank God for the ska ba uh, band movement in the. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, the thing that was great for me is that I got to actually play punk rock shows. No, I know. Like, look, like, I've had a lot of cats right. tell me that bone players, trumpet players, sax yeah. guys. Yeah, they love to get man. in on the fun. And that was like <laughs> really lit my, you know, that's when I was like, oh, I want to do this forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're at the end of the second hour, August 28, 2021. This is special guest, Jamie Branch. Hold tight for our three. August 28, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro.
Porque o revólver já está engatilhado. O vingador é lento. Mas muito bem intencionado. E esse país vai deixando todo mundo preto. E o cabelo esticado. Mas mesmo assim, ainda guarda o direito de algum antepassado da cor brigar sutilmente por respeito, brigar bravamente por respeito, brigar por justiça por respeito de algum antepassado da cor.
Walk for Pedro Show, start off the third hour. Live version of Prayer for America, parts one and two. Jamie Branch, Fly or Die. Then probably one of the worst band names I've ever heard, Babes New York City. You played them You played them a couple days ago. I know, I know, because <laughs> it, it just cracks me up. The, the, the music <laughs> is kind of funny, but the name... It's and, like Babes in Toyland or Babes, yeah, but uh, babes Dolls and Babes in Toyland all mixed up. Right, right, right. Maybe that's the point. It's supposed to be a big joke and I don't get it. Okay, I don't blame the hippies. That's their tune. And then uh, a carne, it's a catastrophe. Elza Sardes, Jamie Branch. Hippies to that, Jamie. What's that? Uh, Elza Sardes is like a huge hero of mine. She's in Brazil, yeah. in Rio. And she's been making music since, I think, the 60s. Okay. Um, and I was, like, really, like, kind of blessed by the pandemic in that we had, there was this, like, online edition of a festival where they were pairing up people from different parts of the world to do it. Yeah. Which is a kind of hip idea. And so Elsa sent me some um, some uh, acapella tracks that I was able to kind of cut up and manipulate, and that's what I did with it. Whoa. So I kind of made the music around her acapella vocals let's talk a little bit about that because that's something that also by the way people a bitch in a website jamie's got right jamie branch dot com right true right j-a-i-m-i-e-b-r-a-n-c-h dot com yep jamie what it says there but what it says there jamie besides composer trumpet player singer it also says recording engineer oh yeah what we talk about that how Where'd you get up to that stuff? Uh, when I went to Chicago back in like 2005, I, I um, started recording live gigs. Um, again, Jason and Jimmy, and he, he was presenting shows at a place called Heaven Gallery. Yeah. And I started recording all the shows there. And then it kind of grew from there. I mean, it's been almost... What, you know, what, what kind of machine were you using? At that point, I was using a... Uh, I was using a laptop and I was using like... Um, an interface and just a pair of stereo mics generally. And then, you know. So it was just stereo. It was just two track stuff. It was two tracks at first. And then I would get, you know, I could do up to four on my little machine. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I put in some close mics occasionally. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, I've, I've worked at some studios. I was a hip hop engineer. Uh, I was worked at a hip hop studio in, in Baltimore for some time. And I actually just recently have gotten back into a studio share. Um, after many years of kind of not being in that situation. Do you have a little setup at your pad? I do, yep. Mm -hmm. Like when uh, Elsa sent you those acapella things, you did that right in your pad, right? Yep. Yeah. Something, the technology, huh? Pretty incredible. What We used to have to pay other people, and now we can yep. invest in our own trips. That's uh, right. Now we can do it ourselves. You, you sent me these three, t which is good, right? It's like in the old days... We all had to go to the one guy who knew how to write <laughs> so he could write down our stories. Now, you know, you learn 26 letters and uh, some words. You sent me music to this, this project called Antelopers. Uh-huh. I'm going to play all three of them, okay?
Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Antelopers with Oryx and patronized humoplasms. I think I'm awake. Some more Antelope radio. No, radar radio. Come on, what? Then uh, Al Margolis with If Bawana, Chester, mm. New York, Jungle Horn. And finally, Antelope, Soledad Saboteur. So enlighten us to Antelope. Antelope is my duo with the great drummer Jason Nazari. Um, and it was we got we got together to open for Jeff Parker actually. Whoa! Um, yeah, I can't believe and it. We, <laughs> it's the way it goes, man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning. I'm but learning. uh, uh, so we were gonna put together a trio, but for whatever reason, the third person didn't make the rehearsal, and me and Jason brought. It was at my house, so I had all my electronics, and he brought some. At the end of the rehearsal, we realized that we didn't need a third person; that we, in fact, had everything we needed already. In fact, there's right. a lot of sounds. Sure, sure. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, Antelope was born. I think that was in 2016 or 17. Um, and, and yeah, and it's an ongoing concern, right? Probably a little uh, pause for the situation, but a little bit of a pause. We we head to London on Tuesday, though. So oh wow, we're, back, we're getting back at it, you know. Got a gig. Got a gig. Okay, great. Let me ask <laughs> you about composing. Yeah, you know. We were talking about Charlie Mingus. He never composed on the bass, right? Have you ever read Beneath the Underdog? His first yeah. song, right? Mingus Fingers and all the rest, all on piano. What, what do you compose yeah. on, Jamie? I started composing on piano. Um, and then more recently, I've done things where I record myself in the voice memo. And that's either with just singing something I'm hearing or playing the trumpet. Um it's still probably easiest for me to sit at the piano when I want to have specific pitches or the trumpet because the, the trumpet, the thing is, is like on the piano, you can hit the key, you can see what it is, you can write it down. Right. The trumpet, you need at least one hand to make the note. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> and then when you write it down, the, tr- the note on the trumpet, I play B flat trumpet. So sure. a B on the trumpet is an A on the staff paper. Or at right. least the way I usually write. I usually write in concert pitch. Okay. Um, so that's one way. That's another way. A voice memo is a third way. And then I'm able to write, like, like I, I do a lot of, like, graphic type stuff. And I'm able to, like, write uh, relative pitches pretty easily. So if I have a starting point and I have a melody in my head, I can pretty much write it out, you know, now, and figure out rhythms and stuff like that. Right, 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 right. Rhythms, I could understand. But uh, another difference I see is, you got 10 fingers, you can get 10 notes. Unless you're overblowing right. pretty hard on that trumpet, it's hard to get 10 notes out of it. <laughs> so it's more of a monophonic. Uh, it's a monophonic, and even if you do have 10 notes, they can't really move independently. Right, 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 right. It's a weird kind of surf guitar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's really interesting, though, the trumpet. I really think there's a lot to be done with it and stuff. Like all the instruments, right? Especially now, uh, like what you're doing is you're, you're putting in with electronics and stuff. So it's re- getting redefined, taking it out of its old traditional roles without, without while acknowledging the tra- traditions. Really interesting uh, what you're doing with the, with, with the trumpet like that. So that's why I kind of asked. What, what, yeah. what about when you write your pieces? Do you write the bass lines? 
Uh, for fly or die, I sometimes write the baselines, um, and sometimes Jason will figure out the baseline. Have you ever? <laughs> can I ask you this? Have you ever, ever composed on a bass? No, I'm not that good with the guitars. Okay. Although that was my dream when I was like 12, I was gonna be fucking right, right. band, you know. <laughs> and, and, uh, trip. And, and like at your pad, you got no guitar, no bass. I do. I have a guitar. Oh, you I have, do? Uh, I do. Have a, yeah, I mean, I still want to play the guitar. Well, what about uh, what about left hand? Uh, you know, like that big, fat, funky bass, keyboard bass stuff? What was her name? Yeah, Chaka I Khan? Right, yeah. Yeah, big time. And I do I do synth bass all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like a fu- funky worm, okay, right? Yeah. It was called funky worm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bass. yeah, because it's so legato, so thick, you know? I mean, yeah, you can make it be that in the, in the you can make it be whatever you want too, you know. Yeah, but right, yeah, that right, right. battle and that like square wave bass, you know, it's all. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the synthesizer. Okay, the, the <laughs> first thing you got coming up is a gig, but what what are your uh, next plans after that? You got some recording stuff. Yeah, I got some new bands that I want to record, and um, I got some more traveling coming up, so. The fall is looking pretty busy. Which is what good. are these new bands? Um, I got a trio called Setwa with yeah. uh, Luke Stewart on bass and Chesare Holmes. They're both in a band called Irreversible Entanglement. Okay. I I don't know if you've come across that band yet, but man, so great with the um the vocalist More Mother. Um, I'll check them out. So, I'll check them out. So we we got our like first kind of bigger gig coming up, and we and I re- I really want to record because that's. That's a band that came together over quarantine, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, right, if it, it rains lemons, make lemonade. That's right. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Or what, sit on your hands and feel sorry for yourself? I mean, no, no. That's I mean, great. you could do a little bit of that, but you know, too much of that. <laughs> too, too much, much of that. yeah. Too much is too much. Please say tequila. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jamie, and then too much of that leads to a bad next day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A big honor to have you on the show. When you get this new trio going, will you guys come back on and play music and talk about it with me? Uh, yeah, my the honor is all mine for real. You've been a huge inspiration, so oh, thank you. Oh, right back, right back, people. It's been August twenty eight, twenty twenty one. Just you watch Pedro. She'll keep your powder dry.